0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I had a whole bunch of people send me this story. and I'm going to tell you right now, one of the main reasons I'm doing it is I'm convinced that in a few days, we're going to see a whole bunch of headlines that are going to get the story wrong. It has to do with wind turbines and permits, okay? So judge orders wind turbines removed from Osage Nation, from agweb.com, and Greg Henderson wrote this. And I assure you, Like I said, in a couple days when the mainstream media picks up on this, they're going to say crazy court ruling says that you must get a permit to harvest the wind or some such. But that's not what happened. Federal judge in Oklahoma has ordered the removal of an 84 turbine wind farm spread across 8,400 acres in Osage County with a final ruling that ends a decade-long legal battle over illegal mining on the Osage Reservation. The cost for removal of the turbines is estimated at $300 million. You might say, but Steve, what mining are they talking about? Well, they're talking about the definition of mining underneath uh, some federal laws, and it has to do with how they installed the wind turbines. The ruling in Tulsa Federal Court was against a couple of companies, uh, and the order grants the United States and the Osage Nation, through its Minerals Council, permanent injunctive relief via ejectment of the wind turbine farm for continuing trespass. So they are getting an ejectment order, meaning that these wind turbines have got to go. The uh, Osage Allotment Act of 1906 states that the Osage Nation owns the subsurface rights to the minerals in the area, the mineral rights. The Minerals Council is an arm of the Osage Nation that manages the minerals estate. A trial date for damages due to the tribe has not yet been set, but a spokesperson to the Osage Minerals Council said the tribe is looking for at least the value of damage to the land all lawyer fees, profits, and tax incentives that the companies received as a result of the installation. At issue in the case is whether a mining permit was required to construct the wind farm. The defendants began leasing surface rights from private landowners for the project in 2013. Construction began in 2013. Also, an excavation began in September of 2014. A 2017 appellate court decision determined that construction of the wind farm Constituted mining and therefore a lease from the Osage Nation was required, which they did not get. The developers failed to acquire a mining lease during or after construction, as well as after issuance of the 10th Circuit Court of Appeals decision holding that a mining lease was required, says the judge. On the record before the court, it is clear the defendants are actively avoiding the leasing requirement. Permitting such behavior would create the prospect for future interference with the Mineral Council's authority by defendants or others wishing to develop the mineral lease. The court concludes that defendants' past and continued refusal to obtain a lease constitutes interference with the sovereignty of the Osage Nation and is sufficient to constitute irreparable injury. Now, that's the entire story there from agweb.com. That's very good. It's concise. But I pulled the opinion that the court here is referring to. And it's something like 27 pages long, but it does explain the rationale as to what's happening here. So there's land that is privately owned, big portions of it are, underneath which are mineral rights. And there's federal law governing this situation. The case presents the question whether a large-scale excavation project constituted mining under the pertinent federal regulations that address mineral development on Indian land. And the project involved the excavation, modification, and use of rock and soil during installation of wind turbines. When an entity engages in mining of minerals owned by the Osage Nation, a federally approved lease must be obtained from the tribe. The BIA, Bureau of Indian Affairs, has defined mining as the science technique and business of mineral development, and the court holds that the term mineral development has a broad meaning. While it includes commercial mineral extractions and off-site relocations, which are not at issue here, it also encompasses action upon the extracted materials for the purposes of exploiting the minerals themselves on site. So Congress established the Indian Reservation of the Osage Nation in 1872. Oklahoma incorporated the territory as Osage County. In 1906, Congress severed the Osage mineral estate in the county from the surface estate. So the land on the surface could be bought and sold freely by those who owned it, but the mineral rights always remained the property of the nation, of the Osage nation, okay? The mineral estate beneath those lands was not allotted to individual members of the tribe. Rather, the mineral estate was reserved for the benefit of the Osage nation, and the U.S., the United States government, was established as legal trustee for the mineral estate And so if you wanted to do something with that, you had to get permission from the Osage Nation and approved by the U.S. government. The Department of the Interior promulgated several regulations pertinent to this case, and they refer to the Code of Federal Regulations. And the CFRs are there. Every attorney knows about them. And they're there to clarify federal law elsewhere. So the Magnus and Moss Warranty Act, which I work with all the time, has CFRs that break down further explanations for instance as what's in the magmos act so here the cfr part 211 of the 25 section governs the development of indian mineral resources generally and it provides the applicable definition of mining 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 means a science technique and business of mineral development including but not limited to open cast work underground work and in situ leaching directed to severance and treatment of minerals provided when sand gravel pumice cinders granite Building stone, limestone, clay, or silt is a sub mineral. An enterprise considered mining, only the extraction of such mineral exceeds 5,000 cubic yards in any given year. So that's the definition of mining. Section 214 governs all other resources in the estate, including solid mineral resources. And there it says no mining or work of any nature shall be permitted upon any tract of land until a lease covering such tract shall have been approved by the Secretary of the Interior and delivered to the lessee. So the real question then boils down to is the work they did building and installing these wind turbines did that constitute mining under this CFR? So in 2010, Osage Wind leased surface rights to approximately 8,000, 400 acres of private land in the county for the purpose of building a commercial wind farm. The planned wind farm involved the installation of 84 turbines secured in the ground by reinforced concrete foundations, underground electrical lines running between the turbines and a substation, an overhead transmission line, meteorological towers, and access roads. These structures would occupy around 1.5% of the total acreage of the surface land. Uh, In 2011, OMC and the United States expressed concern that the project would interfere with oil and gas production by blocking access to the mineral estate. Acting on that concern, the first lawsuit was filed, and there's been litigation pretty much ever since then. And a big chunk of this opinion deals with whether or not different entities had standing, but it boiled down to the court made a ruling on the issues of the case. And they said, here's the question. Did Osage Wind's excavation work constitute mining? If yes, they got problems. If no, they're free and clear. Osage Wind engaged in large-scale mineral extraction work to install wind turbines. That's the court's finding. It first removed rock sediment and soil from the ground, creating large holes into which it could pour a cement foundation for each turbine. Next, it sorted the extracted rock material into small and large pieces, and then crushed the smaller pieces so they'd be the proper size for backfilling the holes. Finally, it positioned the bigger rock pieces adjacent to the backfilled excavation sites, all of this done to add structural support to the large wind turbines installed deep in the ground. And, of course, that all is digging, sorting, crushing, and backfilling, and the court says that is, in fact, mining under the CFRs. And it goes on through pages and pages of more specific explanations here and definitions but basically what it boils down to is the installation of the wind turbines the installation uh they got the rights from the people who own the property the surface of the earth to install these turbines if the turbines simply sat on the surface and did nothing more they'd probably be in the free and clear but we all know that's not what's happening here and so a lot of people don't stop to think about this, but you can buy a house nowadays on a piece of property that you own and someone else owns the mineral rights, which they'll probably never act upon depending on where you live. But if they do act upon it, you might find out one day they come by and go, hey, we've discovered oil underneath your property. We're going to start drilling. And if they got the rights to do that, they got the rights to do that. Most people don't stop and think about it. But here you've got an entire county where the mineral rights are owned by an entity that's been granted those rights by a federal statute. And the federal statute governs what can and cannot happen subsurface in that county with respect to the mineral rights. And it says you cannot do any mining without getting permission from the Osage Nation and approved by the federal government. So the court says when you come in and dig a gigantic hole, pull all the material out of the hole, You put something of your own in the hole, and then you process what you took out of the hole and put it back into the hole. That's mining under the definitions of the various statutes and the code of federal regulations. So that's what the law says. And so keep in mind that this lawsuit was originally filed a few years ago. And this controversy has been known for a while. So I assure you there were attorneys somewhere back in the early mists of time with respect to this case who said, gee, I wonder if we should worry about the definitions of mining, not under common law, not under various statutes in other states, but under the specific statute that addresses these mineral rights underneath this particular county. And I assure you somebody spotted that and said, well, we're not really mining, though. Well, depends on what the definition of mining is in that statute. It appears to address what you're doing there when you're installing These wind turbines, okay? So there's your problem. So now you're stuck. What do you do? Because a court has said, you've got to remove those, and we're going to have a trial on damages where you may have to pay more money because you went and did this and you shouldn't have done it. So we're at a juncture. One is they could remove all the power turbines at a cost of approximately $300 million and then sit through a trial and then get hit with a damage award if, in fact, one is granted. That's, that's door number one. Door number two is they could approach the Osage Nation and say, well, we've installed them, taking them down to be a waste of money. Why don't we work something out? Because they generate some kind of money, right? They must. That's why you put them up. So how about we work out some kind of deal where we will pay you for the fact that we've done this? Presumably they could do that. The appellate court ruling did say, that no permits were pulled before or after, implying they could have been pulled after. And they could do that. They could approach them and say, look, we're willing to pay you, cut you in on this somehow. We're willing to pay you, okay? Uh, and, And if that doesn't work, well, the third option gets ugly because there are a couple entities here that's an LLC, an LLC, and an Inc. corporation. And as you probably know by now, LLCs and corporations Um, if they get into a really bad situation financially, they can often pull the plug on them and walk away from them. So what they could do is they could say, oh, well, we haven't got the $300 million to take them down. We can't work out a deal with these people. Eh, we're out of here and leave. And then, of course, the question is, are these things that they're leaving behind, the wind turbines, uh, are they uh, any value left up or they get taken down? I don't know. So there's a bunch of stuff that could happen here. But I suspect that one of the reasons it's taking so long now, because remember, this opinion here was filed late in 2017, and now we've got a judge just now talking about how that affects this case. I suspect there have been some high-level negotiations taking place where someone's trying to get this resolved in a way that would make sense for everybody. But it's a dangerous game to play where you invest that much money and that much effort into putting something in place when someone's going to come after you and their remedy is we want it all torn down. We want it all torn down. And courts, generally speaking, don't like those kinds of destructive uh, ends to cases because as far as just justice goes, you want to do what you can to help everybody as best you can. And so if somebody is completely in the right, somebody else is completely in the wrong, yeah, you can rule in this favor And zero out the other side. But is there a solution that might help everyone here? And the solution might be that they say, okay, now simply negotiate with the nation and get the lease that you need and you should have gotten before, but you know, it's gonna cost you a little more now because of the situation you're in. But you are over a barrel. So there you go. But as of right now, a judge has ordered the removal of 84 turbines from a wind farm spread across 8,400 acres. And they say that that's going to cost about $300 million. But like I said, I predict the headlines are going to say things like federal judge and crazy court ruling says you got to get a permit to harvest the wind. (laughs) Not to inherit it, but to harvest it. That's not what happened here. So the story is from uh, agweb.com. Greg Henderson wrote that. Several people sent it. Thanks a lot. Judge orders wind turbines removed from Osage Nation. And of course, now I will... Point out one last time that I'm gonna get a lot of pushback for saying turban as opposed to turbine. And I would suggest that you consult your local neighborhood dictionary to discover that the word T-U-R-B-I-N-E can be pronounced both ways, turbine or turbine. It's a matter of preference, but neither is incorrect. Questions, your comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Every closed eye is not sleeping and every open eye is not seeing